Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Sunbury Motors, North 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motors Studio, here's Steve Jones. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia Routes 11 and 15, Hummels Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. Ford Kia Hyundai, the best in new inventory with great warranties. Fabulous pre-owned inventory with the Sunbury Motors guarantee, which means so much. And a great service department with terrific technicians that back it all up for the life of the vehicle. All at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15, almost wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. Day one NCAA tournament, day one NCAA wrestling championships all combined into one. But there's only one way to properly set the tone on a day like this where America anticipates an excitement. It's time now to take the entire room down with the Matt Catrillo rant of the day. <laughs> well, yeah, I got to tell you... Uh... I was not quite enamored with the officiating so far in game and through the first couple of games of the tournament. Now, granted, Maryland and West Virginia, I watched mostly of that game. It was physical, but I still thought there were a lot of fouls called. And you had one guy in West Virginia foul out early in the second half. And that's going to be something to watch for me. Because if that is gonna, if they're gonna, if these games are gonna be called tightly. How that's gonna, how that's gonna favor Penn State when we get ready for tonight with Texas A and M. But maybe it's just one game that I saw. I, I think from the other couple of games that I that I was also monitoring, it didn't seem like it was as much. But that that kind of worries me a little bit. Well, let's uh, let's start with that. Okay. Uh... First of all, I expected West Virginia and Maryland to play physical because both teams already play physical basketball. Maryland's a very physical team. Not a big team, they're, except for Reese. They're, very, they're a physical team. West Virginia under Bob Huggins, always a physical team. Always. Uh, so that didn't surprise me in a game like that. Uh, you know, the officiating tonight, well, of course it's going to play a role. It's going to play a role both ways tonight because... You're looking at a team in Texas A&M that does, is one of the top five in the nation. In fact, they may lead the nation at 19 free throw attempts per game. They get to the line a lot. They get 26% of their points from the free throw line, which is actually a higher percentage of points compared to what they get from the three-point line, which is 24%. So it is a part of what they do, and they crash the offensive glass repeatedly. But at the same time, they foul you a lot. I mean, they foul you a lot along the way and that is one of the differences and right, so you got to look at it a couple of different ways as to them doing that and you know what i'm just going to see how it plays out you know i'm not going to anticipate i don't know who's officiating tonight i have no clue um so we'll see like i said there's a way texas a&m plays and, you know, because we know there's a way that they play, okay, it does come into play that you know, you've got to be aware of it. Okay. But 
I you know. You just go out and play. I think with the, the big part tonight, I, I just I don't I don't, I know we always tend to overthink everything. That's what makes uh, you know we've done I don't know what do we have like fifty to sixty years of talk radio sports talk radio now, and sport what does sports talk radio do to its credit? It does a fabulous job of overthinking. Sometimes it's this simple: Can Penn State hit shots tonight? There are going to be opportunities, especially from three. The way Texas A&M plays defense, and I don't know if they're going to change up. It's hard to change up what you're doing in 72 hours. They played a certain way for, and not just two and a half months, they've played the same way all season. They really do everything they can to protect the paint and the rectangle of the lane. And... If you drive into it, you are driving into trouble. There's no getting around it. You are driving into trouble when you drive into the lane against Texas A&M. You're, you're, I do not expect Jalen Pickett to be doubled tonight. I expect that uh, that uh, Dexter will be the one that will be on him. Uh, he'll uh, Dexter Dennis. He'll be the one primarily on him. But what will happen is, Matt, the double will come when he gets between 8 and 12 feet from the basket, and that's where the help comes from. Well, when the help gets there, what do you do? Right? You don't just keep charging to it. You pivot, outside, bang, with a hockey assist, open jumper. There are going to be open threes for Penn State in this game tonight. They need to hit those shots. Right? I mean, if Penn State's if Penn State is double digits and threes made in this game, it's going to go a long way to them winning the game, uh, and that's that's something to look for. I mean, sometimes it's that simple, um, and that that's that's how I view it. All right, NCAA wrestling championships. Let's get to that. Then we, Matt has multiple rants. We can go to a thousand of them here. Uh, Roman Bravo Young won a major decision. He goes at 133. Brady Palmer of Chattanooga next. He's the 17th seed. Bo Bartlett won with ease at 141. He gets Clay Carlson of North Dakota State, the 11th seed, in the next round. Shane Van Ness had the match of the day. Van Ness was in deep trouble. I mean, I'm talking deep trouble. And he battled all the way back and got a pin and and won. And so the 12 seed Shane Van Ness advanced at 149. And he's got Panero Johnson of Arizona State, the number five seed, next. Levi Haynes you know, gets off to another terrific start. Number two seed. Now he's got Jacob Wright of Wyoming in the next round. Alex Facundo is now into the um, Consolations. He's the one loss so far. Uh, so he'll have to wrestle back, but he gets number four, Julian Ramirez of Cornell, in the wrestlebacks. Uh, Carter Storacci, no problem. Pin moves on at 174, and Danell Washington, the number 17 seed of Indiana, is next. Aaron Brooks, no problem. Beat Waddell in a 13 4 decision. So he advances. And Max Dean beat Levi Hopkins of Campbell 6 1. And the defending national champ ends up advancing there. 
at the NCAA wrestling championships. So there you go. Um, that is what's happening at the NC2As in Tulsa. I did not see a Greg Kurtfleet uh, update yet. I don't think he's out there yet. Uh, so I think he's still I still have five minutes away, I think, from getting out there and then go from there. Um, but, yeah, um, that's how it's going at the NCAA Wrestling Championships. Uh, Furman won today dramatically. The 67-63, Virginia, with, what, 19 seconds to go? Got a basket, and then they can't. They get the ball, and they can't get, you know, there's nobody there to help, and gets picked off at midcourt, and Furman hit a, hit a basket. Won the game. 68-67, and Maryland won today as well. So Penn State, two Penn State opponents that they beat during the season, uh, both advanced. So there you are. I know you're not out of rants. I know it. <laughs> you know me too well, but I, I do have one happy rant, as I am happy but also slightly confused about Darius Slade being back, but I'm okay with it. I'm I'm very curious to know the the terms of this new contract that they've apparently come to an agreement to. Oh, oh we got Mike DeCourcy today. I apologize. Oh yes, we do. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So why don't we get him in a moment here on uh, News Radio 1070 WKOK? There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing. They can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could shop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full, new, and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Great to have you with us, and great to have uh, my old friend, who doesn't look old, and that is Mike DeCourcy, Sporting News, BTM. Mike, welcome. Always a pleasure. Hi, Steve. How are you? Doing well. Doing well. Just waiting for it to snow here in Des Moines. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I, I told you, I promised you when I saw you in Chicago, you already know what the first question is. You did see all of the Academy Award nominated movies. Did they make Correct. the right choices? They well, I, I I think they did. I thought that uh, that the choice of everything everywhere was a was an ideal choice. I I I, I for a long time tried to talk my wife into seeing that movie, and she just resisted it. So finally, she was at a conference or something, and I finally got some time, so sat down and watched it. And I thought it was just so inventive and original. It's not really something that. You know, the whole multiverse concept is usually, you know, superhero stuff. Not really for me. I'm not a superhero person. Uh, right. But I thought that they just absolutely nailed that movie in every way. And it needed the right ending to make sure that it was worth the journey and it was a perfect ending. 
Uh, I thought the all the actors, uh, Michelle Yeoh and Jamie Lee Curtis, Kihei Kwan, they were all fantastic. I was delighted to see them all win. Uh, I would say that, uh, that that they don't often get it absolutely right, but this time they did. Now the basketball part. Uh, it's already been a day where uh, Furman rallied late. Uh, Virginia made mistakes late, and Furman won by one. That's the big one. And of course, the other one was Maryland winning. At this time of the year, What's important when people are looking at seeds in terms of the ability of somebody to, quote, pull an upset that may not really be an upset? Well, I think the first thing is that one of the things that would be inviting about a Furman or a college at Charleston is you're playing a team that plays a fairly low pace. So the fact that no they doubt. have superior athletes, superior players, talent to you, is not as big a factor if you're playing at a higher pace. Every possession increases that talent differential yep. that much more. And that's where Virginia gets into trouble in the NCAA tournament because they're playing close games against teams that are less talented than them. So they get so that that less talented team, one mistake, and all of a sudden everything changes. And, and Virginia had made some really good plays down the stretch, but then Keith K. Clark missed a free throw that was key. And then the yep. big thing, they, they, have a, they have the ball inbounded to the corner to their smallest player, their most experienced, but their smallest. And at that point, the, the obvious answer is, I'm in trouble, I call timeout. And he chose not to do that. Okay, second choice. I'm in trouble. Let's at least try to bounce it off this guy's leg. Nope, didn't do that. Right. He just nope. heaved it up in the air. And that's, that, is, that is just bad basketball. Uh, I, I don't know how you make that mistake when you've played as much as he has. This is his fifth year. He won a championship ring in his yeah. first. And, and his, like I said, his options weren't bad. If, if, he, if he had called the timeout, no problem at all. They just start over again. They get a new clock. Everything's fine. A new 10-second count, I mean. Right, and, right. and instead, he just, I, I don't think I've ever seen anybody do what he did in a game where there was that, let alone there was that much on the line, or in a regular season game. I, I don't think I've ever seen anybody just throw the ball up and say, right. let's see if anybody catches it. And, and the fourth option would have been actually another option that would be good enough. Just drop the ball out of bounds and we can set our defense. I mean, there, there's yeah. a lot of things that you could have done there, right? Uh, and and he made the single worst choice of all. Uh, you watched Penn State play in the Big Ten tournament in Chicago. After seeing Penn State in person over a period of time, what did you think of the Nittany Lions in person? Oh, I, I love the way they play. Uh, it's obviously dependent on at least two of the shooters ha to, to win at this level. Where you're playing, no it, it, true. It was true also in a lot of the regular season games against mm -hmm. the Big Ten because you're playing teams at this level. But to win at this level, you have to have at least two of your guys making shots that day. And we saw days when when Andrew Funk couldn't miss, and we saw you on along the way where it, it just didn't drop. So I'm not saying he in particular has to have a big day. It doesn't hurt because when he's on, I mean, he's really hard to stop. Uh, and obviously, uh, Jalen has to have a terrific day. He doesn't have to score, but he has to play well. He has to be fresh enough to play well. And what, what I worried about when I saw this matchup was the idea that if you watch games 
in the first round of NCAA tournaments, a lot of times they let a lot go. They want the game to go quickly because you have four games to get in in one day in one building. And so they let a lot go. And Texas A&M is a team that will do a lot. I mean, I'm not saying dirty, but I'm saying they don't, they don't mind fouling you. And they, they don't, they'll foul you enough that, uh, that maybe the refs can't call them all. No, it's, it's the equivalent. Texas A&M, first of all, very, very good downhill basketball, especially Taylor's a terrific guard. All right. Yes. But at the, at the, and they'll get offensive rebounds. You've got to prevent that. But at the other end of the floor, they are the equivalent of Michigan football because they'll, they'll do a lot of clutch and grab at corner. You can't call all the pass interferences. <laughs> so, and that's the exactly. Texas A&M, that's the Texas A&M philosophy. Yeah, I've seen games where they did get called. And those games are like four hours long. I mean, I, yeah. I, 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 they, they'll go forever. If they don't care, uh, they're going to play the way they want to play and dare you to deal with it. It, it. You might remember back in the late 90s, uh, excuse me, the early 90s, late 80s, early 90s, after Patrick Ewing, his career was finished, uh, John Thompson started having his guys foul on the perimeter consistently. Yep. A, a lot of slaps and grabs and stuff. Yep. That, again, the idea that you couldn't call them all. And this is not that. This is this is much more physical on the interior along the baseline that they like to do. So we'll see what happens when Jalen backs his guy down. How, do, how does Texas A&M deal with that threat? Because it, it is one of the most threatening things in college basketball when Jalen Pickett gets your point guard down to about six feet. It is not easy to defend. Yeah, I, what I expect them to do. I've watching. I've watched so much Texas A and M tape over th- three days. I've had. I've had enough. What they won't. They won't double jail until he gets to about eight to twelve feet from the bucket. Then they'll bring a second guy. This is where the hockey assist comes in to get an open shot right. someplace on the perimeter. That's that's going to be one of the keys. So yeah, when I when I did a tape uh, for our pregame show on, uh, might have been on the final day's game. Um, showing how good Penn State can be at that hockey assist, that, that extra pass. They're, they're among the best in the country. It, it was it was off the Northwestern game. That's what it was. It was when they yeah. they won the Northwestern game with that play, with that uh, multiple occasions making that extra pass. And on some occasions it was Andrew being the recipient, and on some occasions it was Andrew being the initiator of that hockey play. And it, and that's. That's the thing that against this team, they haven't seen anybody who does what what Penn State does in this way, bringing it out of the mid post and out to the perimeter and then swinging it across. Uh, there's 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 no player in the uh, SEC. There are no really no players in the country quite like Jalen and, and what he's able to do with that. Well, he's a. U.S. Basketball Writers Hall of Famer, Mike DeCourcy, is just one of the best in the business. Mike, thanks so much. Appreciate your time. I know it's always valuable. Oh, Steve, good luck tonight. Enjoy the game. Have a great call, uh, and enjoy, enjoy the game. I hope everybody in State College uh, has, a, has a nice time watching it. Thanks, Mike. Appreciate it. Mike DeCourcy joining us, Sporting News, BTN. Okay, John Clark coming up. I guess on NCAA Tournament Day, we got to talk about the Eagles again? Is this what you're doing? <laughs> Look, it is, it is happening at the same time, so, you know. Get, get over it. you got to get over it. I mean, you need therapy. <laughs> I, I've I've been happy the last couple of days when it comes to the Eagles for the most part, so it's all right. 
Ay, 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 ay. Okay. We'll talk to John. But, yeah, but they did sign Slay. Is that what they did? Yes. We just don't know the terms of the deal yet. Okay. Well, we'll talk about that. After that question, what am I supposed to ask? All right. We'll come back with more in a moment. <laughs> Here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Great to have you with us today in Des Moines, technically West Des Moines. At the moment, the center of this show's universe. Where it's raining and it's about to turn to snow. <laughs> Brought to you by Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15, almost wharf online at sunburymotors.com. All right, uh, you see the announcement in the Legacy Plaza. They finally put that out, which is great. You can buy bricks, so forth. I know I'm going to get one for the Legacy Plaza. For Penn State football, Beaver Stadium, that's going to be terrific. Can't wait to talk about that a little bit more when we get back. Um, and I mean that's going to be that's going to be exciting to see. It's really great um, that they're doing this. And let me see here. And. The Legacy Plaza is going to be outside of Beaver Stadium. Um, and they want the Letterman, Varsity S members, Blue Band members, and everybody to, to be a part of the celebration. Fans will have an opportunity to, produce, uh, to purchase pavers that will be displayed in the Legacy Plaza. Going to get a four by eight brick, three fifty, eight by eight brick, five hundred, eight by eight logo brick, six hundred, twelve by twelve logo brick for a thousand. Um, and I'm going to put the Legacy Plaza. Uh, outside the South End Zone at Beaver Stadium, it's going to be really cool, really really cool. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, John Clark next half hour because evidently we're contractually obligated to like like be twenty four seven talking about like a team that doesn't play till September. No senor, no senor, no senor. Yeah, at least Penn State football has a scrimmage next month. Penn State football, by the way, is practicing again today. Just so you know, practice number two uh, coming up. Um, and let's see. Any wrestling? Let's see if I have any wrestling updates for you um, here, because Kirk Fleet was the last one to go. Everybody else has won except for Facundo. Um, and did you see the injury to Edwin Diaz, the reliever for the Mets? They were celebrating, jumping up and down, and 
Um, and he tore his patella. Right? Now, you talk about what's worse, a patella or an ACL? Patella's worse. He's out for the year. He is out for the year. How about that? Now, I just want to check and make sure. Do you have any more rants before we move on? Because normally, I mean, you've got a lot of pent-up. I mean, and your doctor told me we had to allow you to let out as much as possible. I actually, I do have one more. Uh, uh, we didn't we didn't get to it yesterday, but George's Jalen Carter pleaded no contest oh. today. Yeah, I knew that. And I, he is officially off my own draft board. I had said a couple weeks ago, you know, if the if maybe he fell to as far as thirty, maybe the Eagles can take a shot. Maybe the Eagles might take a shot at him. No, I, I don't want him at all now. The the fact that he showed up heavier. At his pro day, didn't do any of the measurables, including well, the forty. Mm-hmm. Couldn't make it through mm-hmm. his position drills. I mean, you're just asking to have no NFL career, or at least get off to a good start. I mean, what are you doing? Especially when you have all this other baggage now with you, you got to perform on the field, man. I mean, this is as bad as it gets right now for Jalen Carter. Like, I could see him falling like maybe deep into the second round at this point. So, no, I don't want him. What does that tell me about your character and about how you're conducting yourself on the field? See ya. I'll move on to somebody else. In two and a half weeks, he gained nine pounds. Oh, yeah, it's it's embarrassing. They they, they had Georgia Pro Day yesterday. They reweighed him. They had nine pounds, and he only got through half of the drills and walked off. He couldn't do it. Uh, Kirk Fleet won in 12 seconds by fall. Uh, yeah. So Penn State gets, what, three falls? Opening round. Everybody advances except for Facundo, who's now in the uh, Russellbacks. A highly successful opening round for the defending national champions. Phenomenal. And I have no idea if Dick from Milton and everybody else got there in that party bus we heard yesterday. That was... That was insane. But we do know a lot about Zanesville, Ohio. All right, so um, so let's get to one of the questions of the day. And that was the, um, that was right out of the, very close, almost right out of the game. Micah was asked about, Micah Shrewsbury, about being the Penn State basketball coach next season. And he said, that's a great question. Then he gave an answer. But the Far more intriguing question to me was the last question of the day. And I'll read back. They always give us transcripts of these. And when he gave the outstanding there, when he gave the answer, I thought, you know, that's, that's, it reminded me of James Franklin's talk. And I was there with him with groups where he talked about, and James was emotional about it. This is back in 2016, about everybody pulling in the same direction. And that's what this answer was. And Mike had never would have known about, really. I mean, the odds of him knowing about James making those remarks in 2016, you know, you're talking six and a half years ago. 
but listen to the answer he gave here. It says, the three previous Penn State head coaches have made the tournament a combined two times. You've made it once in year two. What does it take to win at Penn State? Now, technically, the last three coaches made it once because, Pat, in 2020, they made it. They were in. It just wasn't announced. Uh, and this was Micah's answer. Continue to do something special. I've been in a lot of places, but there's a part of it where everybody is in sync. He says, I feel like really in sync with our administration, our president, our athletic director, like in sync with that. But every group that's a Penn Stater needs to be in sync. When you have a lot of change and a lot of turnover, sometimes you get a little bit out of sync. Like, I can be a Bruce Parkhill guy. I can be an Ed DeCellis guy, a Jerry Dunn guy. I can be a Pat Chambers guy. I can be a Micah Shrewsbury guy. He says, what about being a Penn State guy, right? Obviously, like Purdue, where I just came from. They've had Matt Painter and Gene Cady, and everybody is a Purdue person because there's only been those two coaches, and those two coaches are linked. Same thing at Butler. The coaches there have gone through everything so people are a part of it because they are quote butler people i think getting everybody in sync and us being a part of it all those coaches have reached out to me which is great like during this run during this tournament i've talked to every single one of them that's where like i'm trying to aim for for us to be we're penn state that's who we are Okay, you're not. I you're not. I played for this coach or that coach or the other. This is. I tell the players all the time. This is your program, not mine. Absolutely not mine. This is your program. Let's rally around it in that way. I'm happy that this group gets a chance to fire up all Penn Staters about basketball. I'm happy that this group gets a chance to bring everybody together because I've talked to players that have played for all of them, and they're all so excited about that. Let's keep it going. Let's be one family. Let's keep rolling in one direction. Let's keep going to tournaments every single year. That was the last answer of the press conference yesterday, the one that nobody talks about. But that's everybody pulling in the same direction. And this goes back to what I talked about yesterday on the show. Or was it yesterday? I don't know. They're all running together now. It may have been it may have been on Monday's show. You know, and I'll go back to Monday. I'll, I think I said it on Monday, but I'm going to repeat it here. This goes for the fans. This is about what I'm about to say is about you. Okay, it's about you. I always get a little uneasy when I hear somebody say, "We're an X school." I'm like, oh, for goodness' sakes! Right? We're a wrestling school. We're a football school. You know what Penn State is? Penn State is a wrestling school. Penn State is a football school. Penn State is a soccer school. Penn State is a field hockey school. Penn State is a gymnastics school. Penn State is a baseball school, a softball school. Penn State's a lacrosse school. Penn State's a hockey school. Penn State is a basketball school. 
athletes, student athletes from all over the country can come to Penn State and they can achieve all their goals in their respective sports by going to Penn State and representing the label Penn State. For the fans, don't get so hung up on your sport, right, where you're looking at Penn State, you know, like, we're a wrestling school. Hey, slow down. Everybody in basketball wants Penn State to win the national title. They want as many individual titles as possible. They want every single sellout. Everybody in basketball wants Kale to win another one. Kale is great. Kale is all class. Kale is special. Right? Everybody wants football to win. Everybody's pulling for lacrosse to win. They're pulling for hockey next week when they go to Allentown. And you know what the wrestlers want? Let's go back to what Jeff Byers said yesterday at the end. Oh, Steve, everybody here in Tulsa, believe me, they are locked in on the basketball team. They want the basketball team to win. That's what the fans need to understand. Don't be going around saying, you know, we're the X school. Penn State is a great school with great athletics, and people can achieve their goals any way they want. Don't just put your the sport that you love and turn it into a faction. Don't do that. Don't do that. You can if you want. It's your life. But I sit there and people say stuff and go, I'm glad you love your sport. But, like, Penn State's more than just that, you know. It's more than just that. And that's what he's talking about. That's everybody being in sync. Fans need to be in sync, right? Student athletes need to be in sync. Coaches need to be in sync. Administration needs to be in sync. Everybody, everybody needs to be pulling all in the same direction. Because you're not talking about a, all these programs that Penn State has. Right? Those programs, over and over again, do a great job of representing Penn State as a university. Everybody will come up and talk to you. They'll, they'll tell you, whenever I talk to one of the wrestlers, man, what great kids. They'll come whenever I talk to the football players. What great kids. Yeah. When I talk to the basketball players, what great kids. I have one announcer after another across the country telling me this all the time. Okay? They were all of them are representing you. Regardless of the sport. So pull the rope in the same direction. Because guess what? Across the board, whether it's lacrosse or ice hockey or wrestling or basketball or football, soccer, whatever it may be. These people do a great job of representing the program and the university you love. They do a great job of it. It would be great. Everybody pulls the rope in the same direction. That's just me. But it's okay to be happy for other sports. It really is. It doesn't take away from the sport you love. Because the other sports that are sitting there love your sport. They do. And love what it means to Penn State. Well, it's okay to love the other sports, too, and what they mean to Penn State. Matt Catrillo has another rant coming up. Should be a doozy. Then John Clark will take this Eagles offseason, put it into some level of perspective. You okay? Yes, he will. No, but are you okay? I'm good. It's day one of March Madness. I'm fine. Okay. Just, uh, it's also day one of the NCAA Wrestling Championships. It's a big day. 
It's a big day. What's cool is I think the wrestling championship will be over for the day, I think, by the time uh, basketball plays tonight. Yeah, that's what Jeff Byers said. He was happy. They were happy. Everyone was happy down there that Penn State's won the late game so they can get back in time to watch. Yeah. All right. We'll take a break. Come back with more in a moment on News Radio 1070 WKOK. One thing to remember looking forward for this Nevada nucleus, these guys can all come back next year and see that dunk. They are going to win this one convincingly by a final score of 98 to 73. Tommy McCarthy with the call last night. As uh, Arizona State advanced in the first four uh, by a margin. In fact, both games were uh, by margins last night. Uh, Fairly Dickinson won big. And uh, and uh, and Arizona State won big last night. As opposed to the opening night on Tuesday, where both games were close. The, the, what I saw of... Texas A&M, Corpus Christi, man, that was actually a, a pretty well-played game. The Pitt-Mississippi State game was not a well-played game. It was a close game, but it wasn't a well-played game. I would say three out of the four were not watchable. <laughs> really? I mean, because I only watched a couple minutes of Texas A&M, Corpus Christi, and they're losing by 14 right now to Alabama with five minutes to go in the first half. Uh, Sandy uh, Charleston's leading San Diego State 18-13. And that, that's something that... that uh, was a great point made by Mike DeCourcy is about pace. If you play at a slower pace, which Furman does, because remember, I saw Furman and Charleston, you know, back in November, so I've seen them play in person, both of them. Uh, and they don't play at hot paces. And if you're playing a team that doesn't play at a hot pace, which San Diego State does not, which Virginia does not, I mean, to be honest with you, I mean, that's where Purdue's so, so susceptible. Purdue does not play at a hot pace. That's why I felt on Sunday Penn State had a real chance of four games in four days because Purdue doesn't play at a hot pace. And at the end of the game, who had the legs? I mean, at the end of the game on Sunday, who had the legs? Penn State did. Kansas is going to win. No Bill Self, no problem. They're going to beat Howard. They lead 91-68 in the opening game of the day here in Des Moines. The second game will be Illinois and Arkansas. And then tonight, Colgate against Texas, Penn State, Texas A&M. It'll be 9.55. We're on at 9.15 tonight, I believe. That's correct. You know the one person they never told? You, I'm assuming. Me. <laughs> Seriously, no, not a single person got in touch with me about when, when the game was tipping off. Wow. Like, or when the airtime was. I knew about the tip-off time. I didn't know the airtime until this afternoon. I'm like, oh, really? 